the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Listen to me live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. That's Rob Black and your money show, show dedicated to getting your retirement, trying to be irreverent and skewer the traditional wisdom when it comes to a lot of the financial norms we have accepted in our life. Not always going to be perfect. So the Burger advisor before taking any action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. Stocks are retreating from record highs. Again, this is something that I, I think the common person, the common average person who has a life, who's not a financial media news nerd, all ask the same question. How the hell is the stock market hitting all-time highs when we have Antifa, we've got storming of the capital, we've got high unemployment, we've got COVID out of control, we've got states bungling the COVID response. One of the better bungles that I heard was um, some of the shots were left out of the fridge and suddenly we were like, oh no, we've got to use it quickly. Take it to the prison. (laughs) I'm like, okay, got it. Um, It just feels bungled and it's it's very USA in, in the bungling. With that said, do I think I could do any better? No. Do I think... We're getting closer and closer to getting ahead of the COVID. Yes. Do I think we're ahead of it? No. Johnson and Johnson's got a single shot therapy or single shot vaccine that might get approval or no, 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 might get third stage data this week. And then after that, it might get the emergency approval the following week. The interesting thing about that one is the Johnson Johnson one could be up to a billion shots by the end of the year. Because it's easier to mass produce. Um, so we got a lot going on. Remember back in November when we were talking about this, it's like, will there be a vaccine? Will it be approved? Who will be president? What does 2020 look like? What does 2021 look like? When does the economy get back to recovery like 2019 pre-COVID? We're still dealing with a lot of questions right now. Will Donald Trump get impeached again? What will that mean to the economy? What will that mean to um, Biden's first 100 days, Biden's first year? Speaking with someone recently who said Biden's got a free ticket. (laughs) He he can jaywalk, he can litter, he can do whatever he wants in his first year and just blame it on Trump, which is very political. New presidents blame old presidents first year. That's pretty normal. By the second, third, fourth year, we're like, oh, come on, this is yours now. But I, I think we're in for a poop show. Uh, What went down on the Capitol has the makings of a sensationalized, evil, dark season of 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. Was the Secret Service in on it? Were the Capitol Police in on letting the intruders come in? Who knew what when? 
And for the record, I'm making fun of it. And I, I have to stop and say, there's some people that are dead. And this was probably the, one of the biggest stains on American history. Um, it's just not cool. It, it's, it's a federal building. And again, did I say the same thing when a federal building got attacked in Portland? Nope. Don't live in Portland. I have a physical tie to Washington, D.C. That's where my father retired. That's where my mother lives. Um, so I, I'm biased as all heck, and I get it. Wall Street is processing this, and today we're a little bit lower. Twitter shares tumble 10% after the Trump ban. It is really, really a sad statement when I say this. I've hated the last year because I checked daily to see what did Trump say on Twitter. It affects my job. It affects how I, I deliver content to you. And then when he's gone, I'm like, I miss him. I can't quit him. Bring him back. Bring him back. And for the last year, I'm like, this is stressing me out. I, I can't take it. So the best thing in the world happened. There's now an account called John Barron, which is a play on um, Donald Trump once called a radio station pretending to be a PR person saying how great Donald Trump was. And the, the announcer's like, you sound a lot like Donald. And he's like, no, 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 not me. And it was clearly him. But the fake Twitter account is like the only good thing to come out in the last week. It's basically a picture of Donald Trump with a really bad, like uh, cheesy mustache on top. But it, it shows you like, this is tough to quit. And who else is quitting Twitter? Who else is quitting social media other than Donald Trump forcibly? Prince Harry and Princess Margaret are quitting. And they're basically saying, it's a poop show. People are just mean. We'll do our little Spotify's. We'll do our stuff that we got to do. But we're not going on Twitter and, and Facebook because people just say nasty, horrible things about us. I kind of agree. Before there was Twitter, before there was Facebook, there used to be Yahoo forums. And 20 years ago, I was looking to move to the West Coast from the East Coast. And I had a girlfriend look at some Yahoo boards that my name was mentioned on. And they wanted to poke my eye out. They wanted to, to commit an act of domestic terrorism on me. And then they're going to drag my body through the streets of San Francisco, all because I didn't like a company called Sun Microsystems, which for the record, I was right. It went from 60 all the way to zero. But because I said it on air, people wanted to kill me. And I was like, just don't look at Yahoo. <laughs> like, it'll be okay. Don't you miss Yahoo? But Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have quit social media after growing disillusions by the hate they have found on the sites like Facebook and Twitter. Twitter stock down 10%. What's the future of social media? I will tell you this. There is a lot to be said for the freedom of speech. There is nothing to be said for inciting a riot that leads in the death of a human being. That's against the law. You're allowed to have free speech for sure, but you're not allowed to go into a movie theater and scream fire and potentially hurt people. Um, it is going to be an issue that I do not think it's resolved correctly or immediately, but it's going to be an issue that faces Facebook and Twitter for the foreseeable future. Apple, not so much. Amazon, probably not so much, but Amazon shut down the president from getting access to Twitch, which I'm like, isn't that a video game channel that distributes videos? Could he be that desperate that he wants to talk to video gamers? Maybe. Maybe. He, he could start a political division instantly there, right? So anyway, Twitter shares slumping 10%. I think it's going to bring into the question on 2021 a lot of political discussion. When this Trump insurrection thing passes, 
as it will, as it starts to fade into our past, I, I, I think we're still going to see Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg in front of Congress. As a shareholder, what's that mean to you? Know that it could be a bumpy ride. In the end, if you're to break up the companies, wonderful. If you're to regulate the companies, probably not so much. In the end, as a landowner who has a home within 10 miles of both Facebook and Apple, yeah, I've got some, some vested money. Now let's talk important. Kim Kardashian West and Kanye West divorce matters. Months of rumors. Combined net worth of $2.1 billion. There's going to be a lot of wealth to haggle over. What's interesting, and we'll talk about this later in the show, is Kanye West is illiquid and Kim Kardashian West is rolling in money. Kanye West is worth more than Kim Kardashian West. How much of it happened while they were married? Who helped whom? I'm kind of hoping this goes to the courts, but probably won't. The only reason I would say that I wanted to go to the courts is because it's a learning lesson. I don't mind when our political gets crazy because it's a learning lesson for a lot of Americans. Which is more powerful, the Senate or the House of Representatives? I think you know now. How many Supreme Court justices are there? I think you know now. Is divorce costly? I think you know now. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm the host with the most financial knowledge. Anyone want to challenge me in financial jeopardy? Bring it on. Okay, so... I'm not dodging the issue. In fact, I'm going to dive right back deep into it. Twitter, Facebook, Twitter and Facebook, both banned Trump personally is, is access to their services. While Amazon Web Services, Apple and Google have removed apps and refused to be associated with Donald Trump. I'm boiling it all down. This is like, whoops, I put a whole chicken in a, bottle, a boiling pot of water and 14 hours later, there's nothing left but bone. I'm boiling it all down. Twitter shares dipped 8% on the news today, off from Friday. And it's going to bring up Section 230, and we're going to look at it again on whether or not internet companies should be shielded from liability on posts that you and I post, especially if they lead to violence or suicide or anything else, right? Uh, we have a problem. There's no real filter on social media. And yet on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, when they do a news show, today at 5, live at 5, we're covering the San Francisco 49ers. You can't go on the news and say, oh, by the way, I've heard Jimmy Garoppolo was at the Capitol. You can't do that. You can't make up news. It, we would get sued in TV. And it, it, lordy, lordy knows. I mean, I, I'm regulated on the sense that I can't say things like, Apple's the greatest company in the world. You should buy it. It'll double or triple. I guarantee 10% returns. I'm not allowed to say that. It's against the law. I'm regulated. When I hear commercials promising 8%, 10% returns, I'm like, that's against the law. But they don't necessarily fall under the broadcasting versus the commercial. On commercials, you can say anything you want. You eat this pill and it'll solve your erectile dysfunction and let you live to age 120. And at the end, as long as there's some sort of claim that they've not been approved by the FDA, 
as long as there's some legalese underneath it at the end, you can say anything you want in a commercial, which is weird. Um, so I think Section 230 is going to get looked at by both sides of the Congress, and they're going to say, should Facebook be held liable? Because our local news, like Cron4, where I work, or the station that you're listening to right now, I can't say crazy stuff. When I do like go up to the edge, I get reprimanded and suspended. You follow me? Now, there was an interesting twist last week. I kind of got Facebook and Twitter. And then Amazon Web Services, I'm like, that's kind of un-American. They're just hosting the site. Like, literally, they're, they're, they're not doing anything. And then Amazon, I'm sorry, Apple and Google said, let's just remove the app parlor from our, our services. And there's the question instantly of, like, wouldn't we rather have someone who, like, the FBI could get on parlor and hear what they're talking about? Or they're going to find a third-party app that is totally VPN-proofed so that they can say whatever hate speech that they want, plot whatever they want. I don't know. But the one that really threw me last week was Shopify said they too are banning Donald Trump. I'm like, Shopify, aren't they a poor man's Amazon? Which I, for the record, I like Shopify enormously because we need more competitors. And I think if Shopify and FedEx were to get together, boom, I think both stocks explode higher. So Shopify made a bold move last week. And you tell me if you, when you can figure out, buzz in when you know that what this means. They're banning some of Donald Trump's stores. Okay, right there. I started to figure it out. They're hitting him in his wallet. Then Stripe reportedly followed suit the past weekend. Developments mean that e-commerce platforms are now being impacted by a debate that's long plagued social media companies. So it's starting to blend into other areas. Fascinating, right? So when you start taking notes on what's happening, you're trying to figure out what exactly does this mean? People have called for companies to de-platform individuals. And I'm like, I bet the Kardashians hate that phrase, de-platform individuals, because of their incendiary reviews. I, I could say thing, something really stupid, like Kylie Jenner. I don't know which one that is. I think she might be the billionaire. I think she might be the youngest one of them all. Or that's Kendall. I don't know. They're all the same to me. Well, Kim's the old one. <laughs> The old first one. I, I kind of lost it at Courtney, and then the Jenners came into the picture. I can't keep up on it. But I could say, well, you know, makeup hurts animals. I want you to deplatform her. Where does the extremist come in? We all have opinions now, and we all want to be right. Lord help me is if I go to dinner with a vegan and I want a steak. Like, everyone has an opinion, and everyone wants to tell each other what to do. But when Shopify decided to deplatform Trump, I'm like, I did not see that one coming. I mean, like, are his ties and his jackets a danger to society? I, I think his Trump stakes are awful, but yes. So changing marketplaces like Etsy to eBay, um, it, it's all very drastic measures, but is it appropriate or not? I don't know. I think we are innocent, and I think we went on the internet and we're like, oh, Let's go look at a sports score, which led to, oh, let's go look up an old girlfriend from high school, i.e. Facebook, which is now leading to, can we deplatform individuals that we disagree with from selling their merchandises on the internet? Growing chorus of people are calling for change. 
And I don't know if it's right or wrong. I just know it's an evolution or it's not a revolution. So businesses have to figure out their relationship with politics. But businesses also have to figure out their relationship with things like green energy. Millennials are incredibly fervent supporters of businesses they believe in. There's business models like Warby Parker that says, you buy a pair of glasses and we'll give a pair of glasses to a poor kid in Africa. And millennials are like, yes, yes, my, my dollar did something good today. Now I'm going to go watch the Kardashians. So New Year last week kicked off beautifully. It was bigly. And this week, not so much. Last week, we were talking about stimulus tied towards Democrats getting control of the Senate. Extra stimulus. Um, forgiveness, extra cash. Utopian everything, right? Perfect. This is heaven. This is exactly what you need after four years of cutting taxes. Now let's give away money, which is for the record. I'm okay with politics and how they play out. Um, sometimes we go way to the right. Sometimes we go way to the left. I kind of like our system. I did not like seeing the Capitol building attacked. That freaked me out in the sense of that's an institution. That would almost be like the religious right going to the Playboy Mansion in Beverly Hills and burning it down. I'd be like, that. no, no, that's history. I'm kidding about that. I'm kidding. I jokey. I jokey. But I don't like to see institutions destroyed. The reverence for our, our capital should have been upheld. Anyway, um, last week was a big week. Tesla rock and rolled. Oh, I read a lot of research this weekend about a lot of people wanting Tesla to fall. Listen to this. Wealth of Elon Musk on March 18th, 2020, which is kind of the day it hit America. $24.5 billion. Wealth of Elon Musk today. $209 billion. He's up $185 billion, roughly. Woo! Minimum wage a year ago, $725. Minimum wage today, $725 for the average American. Good to be Elon Musk. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I've always thought that children lose when it comes to divorce. Probably the hardest. I know you're saying, oh, Rob Black has a social heart after all. No, no, no. I'm just saying emotionally. Speculation has heated up that Kim and Kanye West, marriage is on the rocks. I looked it over just a little bit. This is a very strange uh, relationship in that they're really separate entities. How are you and your spouse? How are you and your fiance? How are you and your girlfriend as you're starting to practice love? Are y'all one? Are you separate? Are you going to let her have a career while you have a career? Or are you going to want her to take care of the baby if y'all make a baby? Or are you going to take time off to make take care of baby so she could pursue it? This is a good, you know, this should be a good Christmas conversation instead of COVID and Trump. With a combined net worth of $2.1 billion, there's a lot of do-re-mi to haggle over. And attorneys have never met a haggle that they don't like to bill on. Biggest assets are independently owned and operated businesses, so there's not that much to haggle over. 
And it's the third marriage for Kardashian West. Who knew? I forget those little pop culture pop-ups, so to speak. The pair have had separate income streams since their 2014 wedding. Things get a little bit more complicated because they have some real estate. Little Kanye prenup call. (laughs) No. They've got a $30,000 bathroom sink. Who gets that? That's what I want to know. Who gets the Calabasas Mansion? But the Calabasas Mansion and the $30,000 bathroom sink is 5% of their collective assets. Kanye West is worth $1.26 billion because of his 100% stake in Yeezy. He gets 11% of every $200 pair of sneakers he sells. So think of that as $22 every time you buy some Yeezy Adidas's. The Yeezy brand sold about $1.3 billion of sneakers in 2019. So you do the math, and he's pulling in a nice income stream. Kim Kardashian West, though, is nothing to sneeze at. Achoo! She owns KK Beauty, which is worth about $500 million. She sold about 20% of that to Cosmetics Cody for $200 million in cash last year. So she's worth $750 million. He's worth $1.26 billion. She got a big chunk of cash from Cody. He hasn't sold a percentage of his Easy brand yet. He's just a lot like Donald Trump and putting his name on something and getting the licensing revenue from it. Donald Trump has built very few buildings in his lifetime. Donald Trump has put his name on buildings that were already built or that a developer built and said, hey, can we use your name? So licensing is very, very profitable. You know another company that has done really well with licensing? Please don't get mad at me, religious, right? Playboy Enterprises. If you've ever been to Las Vegas or a casino, it could be an Indian casino, it could be a Reno casino, but I'm just trying to make this radio conversational. So I'm saying Vegas. If you go through the main lobby area and you go through the casino on the first floor and you walk through the slot machines, you'll typically see Wheel of fortune and every time someone puts money into that machine merv griffin enterprises wheel of fortune gets a piece of the action they've licensed their name onto that machine same thing with playboy same thing with kim kardashian west same thing with yeezy now they're doing it with shoes and makeup which is a little bit different than some of the things you've thought about but it's still very very real so Kardashian West, Kim Kardashian, I'm going to say Kanye West and Kardashian West. Um, the only thing they really have to fight over is mortgages in Los Angeles, Miami, and Wyoming. There's $5 million in art, $4 million in vehicles, $3.2 million in jewelry, and $300,000 worth of livestock. <laughs> I love the livestock. Can you not see an attorney go, well, judge, I want to go on record saying that my client, Mr. Kanye West, likes those cows. In fact, he loves those cows. And it would be a monstrosity. Take those cows away from Mr. West. And I'm like, 
really? Can we this please be on court TV? I need a distraction. I need, I need, I need, I need. But anyway, um, if they do separate, let's just say they're both going to walk away A-OK. Just throwing it out there for you. Elon Musk hit a stunning milestone. Big surge in Tesla's share price. His wealth has soared past Jeff Bezos, the richest man on the planet. How strange, uh, Musk tweeted. It was the only milestone Musk reached in the recent days. No, it wasn't the only. There's one more. Tesla was asked, or Elon Musk was asked, many years ago, if it was realistic that Apple could hit Apple's, I'm sorry, if Tesla could hit Apple's valuation of $772 billion. At that time, it was 15 times as much as Tesla's. And he said in response, I may be delusional, but I think I see a clear path to that outcome. So in a matter of three years, he grew his company aggressively to get to as big as the size of what Apple was at that time, the largest company in the world. So he's passed it. Now, again, he's well off Apple's current $2.2 trillion. Its recent rally is partly in thanks to a much widely thought of market rush to buy tech stocks. Even though some people are calling bubble in Tesla stock and some people are calling bubble in Apple stock. Tesla stock was up 743% in 2020. That's too much. Except for maybe it's not. Maybe Elon Musk is taking a different route to go higher than analysts are expecting. Famed investor Jim Chanosh. I know you're saying, is that Thanos? Is that the guy from Marvel? No, Jim Chanosh. And he's not going to click his fingers and half the world's going to go away. But he said the company Tesla is worthless. What? What? It's worth $800 billion plus. According to Musk, when he reached out to Apple Chief Executive Tim Cook during the darkest days, Cook refused to take the meeting. And Chanos is saying, hey, I'm a short seller and I'm more with Tim Cook versus Elon Musk. Now, will Tesla be able to sustain their growth? It's a good question. Is it worth today its current business reflection in a mirror? No. It's all about the future. Anyhow, let's move ever so differently. Last week, the markets were up. NASDAQ up 2.4%. The Russell 2000 was up 6% to start the year off. Bitcoin was up 14% for the week. And a lot of people go, interesting. I think that's fair to say. Um, we had a good first week. The old conventional saw or wisdom on Wall Street is as the first week goes, so goes the year. Well, if you were to add on the first week in a day, you'd be like, uh, I don't know. It's not bad. Russell's down one-fifth of 1%. The NASDAQ's down six-tenths of 1%. The Dow down one-quarter of a percent. The S&P 500 down one-third of a percent. It's not bad. Crude oil is a little weaker saying, uh-oh, maybe the economic recovery isn't as strong as we wanted it. But I'm not going to read into that. 10-year treasury is the real one to me, sitting at 1.1%. It's predicting better economic days ahead. More inflation, more demand to create inflation. Again, I'm boiling this all down. Silver and gold are slightly higher. Nothing dramatic. Bitcoin sits down 8% today. 
up 16, 17% last week, down 8% today. I get it. I get it. Do you get it? I get it. Um, Chinese self-driving technology car, NEO. Their stock hit a record high after it unveiled a new sedan and a powerful battery pack. NEO is doing something differently. They're trying to say, we're not going to be the charging station company. We're going to be the swap out battery station company. There is an ADR. You can go out and buy shares in NEO if you believe in electric vehicles and that maybe they can get beyond China as their biggest market. NEO unveiled its first ever luxury sedan called the ET7, which industry experts see as a competitor to Tesla's Model 3. $69,200 starting price. There's a lot of government subsidies in China. The starting price without a battery pack can be leased from the company, which is the fascinating thing. $58,000 versus 69000 It's got LiDAR sensors. It looks pretty sweet. It has semiconductors made from NVIDIA inside of it. Tesla's got more competition. It's a 150-kilowatt-hour battery pack. Improvement to the previous battery pack that they had just in November. Its claimed range is 625 miles. Everyone's trying to develop technology to lower battery costs. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. The headlines are not pretty or fun. Richard Branson revealed his mom has died from COVID. My mom got COVID, was hospitalized, developed some heart damage from it. For Richard Branson, his mother developed some other secondary issues. She was 96 years old. I think that's probably one of the reasons we're not freaked out about COVID on a societal basis are like, well, nothing we could do about it. It's like old people. Well, I only know two old people, my parents. Branson said that his mother, 96 years old, died. She held on for one last victory, fighting off the virus. She expended all of her energy in the process. He's an interesting dude. I interviewed him a couple times, Richard Branson. He had Virgin Galactic takes you into space. Virgin Atlantic takes you across the United States um, to the UK, like Virgin Airlines in the United States. Uh, Virgin Records was a big one, which was a competitor of Tower Records back in the day. He seems to be a force of nature as an entrepreneur. His mother, who passed away, toured Germany as a ballet dancer, acted on stage in London's West End, and worked as an air hostess on the treacherous British South American Airways routes, where he kind of got into that concept of international flight. So the headlines are a little bit odd today, no? $200 billion wiped off of cryptocurrency markets in the last 24 hours. Bitcoin pulls back. Um, It was at a fresh high last week. People are interested in speculation. I would be very cautious, and I would treat it as the most speculative thing you own. But if you want to own 1%, 2 3% of it, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to do it myself. 
but I get what you're trying to pull off. But consult a broker advisor to find out if it's really appropriate for you. Supreme Court has refused quick, has refused quick action on last-ditch Trump election lawsuits. Japan has found a new COVID variant. Here's what we know. The major pharmaceutical companies are saying, get the COVID shot. It'll, it'll still be effective. Wall Street is cautiously optimistic on Johnson & Johnson's one-dose COVID, COVID vaccine, which is a little bit easier to mass produce than the ones from Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna. Huh. Like I said, the headlines aren't exactly thrilling, are they? The New York Bar Association is investigating whether to revoke Judy, Rudy Giuliani's membership. Where's the financial headlines? Where's the beef, Mr. Black? There's, we're not really focused on it. Oh. Ben and Jerry's debuted some frozen dog treats. You know, that was inspired by Bring Your Dog to Work, which is something Ben and Jerry's kind of pushed for. I know you're saying, isn't that the cookie dough ice cream company? Speaking of cookie dough, this is the time to cue the 40-year virgin. God, please, no, God. Sex in the City is coming back to Time Warner's HBO. And are they recasting it with good-looking young teenage girls? No, no. Is it that Zoe goes to Paris? No, no. It's the original cast minus the uh, Kim Cattrall character. I know you're saying, didn't one of them, Cynthia Nixon, run for governor of New York? Yes. Do we really want to watch 50-year-old women run around New York getting divorced and sleeping with people? I'm I'm pretty much so over that one. But it shows you there's a lack of creative thinking, and yet we want to see movies on Netflix and TV shows. And we continue to see almost a new competitor pop up weekly on streaming channels. There's one out there called FUBU TV, which is publicly traded. And it's all sports. It is the Megatron of sports. It's like 60 bucks a month. And I'm like, they don't have what Google has. Google has YouTube TV, which is fine. But what really Google has is information about Yale. And the more you watch, them, the more they know. The more you search, the more they know. It doesn't seem to make, FUBU doesn't make much sense to me. Does Discovery Plus coming out with a Discovery Channel with like a lot of below decks and a lot of home improvements and Flipper or that host or don't flip that house. That makes sense to me because it's reality shows. I get it. And it's only five bucks a month, which might complement a Hulu, which is your TV shows. But 60 bucks a month for sports, I guess for a sports enthusiast, that's nothing. But they don't have the ability to cash flow that. They have to get profitable, of which the people licensing the technology or licensing the content of the financial of the sports shows, they're not stupid. They want to get as much money as possible, too. So Ben and Jerry's has developed frozen dog treats called Doggy Desserts, which will be sold at grocery and pet stores. Be careful. With the advent of recreational marijuana in California, you may get the munchies at midnight. You may go to your refrigerator and see a pint of Ben & Jerry's doggy ice cream. 
Yes, it clearly says doggy on it. Do we need frozen dog treats or do we need to solve this COVID thing? I, I'm with the COVID dog treats. <laughs> COVID dog treats. Let's mix them both together. But Unilever owns Ben & Jerry's and Unilever is one of those companies that I'm okay with. It's a food company and you can count on like a seven-fingered hand how many finger how many food companies there are. You run out quickly. When you go to the grocery store, start with Coke and Pepsi and start counting what's left on the shelves. You can definitively say Unilever. And then you're like, okay, what's next? General Mills? Okay, got check. And then you start running, like you're like, who else makes this stuff? And what brands are owned by home? If your furry friend gives you the puppy dog eyes, he may want a bowl of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Breaking news, not a big story to me, but anything other than what's going on in Capitol Hill right now. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested more.